Hey guys, welcome back. You got another guest on the episode or the, the podcast, I should say. It's early here at the Homestead Ranch, so we're not in the studio today with Keith Yaki. Yeah. Who I was just saying, like, I've heard this guy's name everywhere. Um, it's pretty much every mastermind that I go to. People just say Yaki, 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 this, that. And I'm like, who is this Yaki guy? And then here we are. Yeah, man. Thanks and uh, thanks for coming. And thanks for coming to our event. Um, it's really Nick Alfano's event, and you were able to pour into the guys yesterday. That's yeah, fun. Super fun to have you. One of the things I was saying off camera is you have this unique ability about you to be able to just say things as they are, super raw, um, but nobody judges you for it, and nobody it doesn't come off cringy. Yeah. It's like totally out of love, Yeah, and you just like get it. Yeah. So why don't you, maybe if you could, just tell the guests, like, what, what, what do you do? All right, so um, my business, the way that I create value in the world is through a business called MarriedGame.com where I teach guys how to get their wives to want to have sex with them again. And uh, I found myself in that. The origin story very quickly was my wife left me seven years ago. And uh, up to that point, I'd had sex with hundreds of women, so I knew about attraction. I knew about seduction. And um, I didn't realize that, I understood short-term attraction, not long-term attraction. And so when I got married, I, like a lot of guys, was like, oh, she said I do. It must be done. We're good. I crossed the finish line not realizing actually when you say I do, she says I do, you're stepping into the starting blocks. And you need to now put more effort in. You need to show up more. And there's a different way you have to show up to keep her attraction where she goes, dude, I'm with the best guy on planet Earth. Of course I want to get naked with this dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to bring up something that I feel like is a Utah-based. Okay. Some people are going to relate with this in Utah, and a lot of my followers are in Utah. Okay. Because that's where I'm at. And so if, if I can explain this to you. So being in the LD, growing up in the LDS culture, they're taught don't date before you're 16. Okay. And then when you're 16 years old, only date in groups. Then, hey, you got to go on an LDS mission for two years. Okay. And you come home, and then you can single date and get married as fast as you can. Got it. And then, so it's just this wild experience. And so some of the things that I felt growing up, when I hear you say, I slept with hundreds of women, I was good at the short game. Mm-hmm. So for me, and I feel like there's other people listening to this that feel the same way, it was like, my mom in the back of my head was like, don't get too close, don't get too close, just be good at the game. Yeah. And so I, I felt like I learned the same thing. It's just get good at the game, get good at the game. Yeah. And so then stepping into marriage, I feel similar to what you're saying. So. What was that like, like trying to figure that out, going from you're sleeping with hundreds of women and really, really good at that. What needed to switch and what do you teach men now to be able to get good at the long game? Dude, so first of all, I met a gal that I didn't even think I was going to, I just, we both thought we were each other's one night stand. Yeah. That's my wife now, uh, here to almost a uh, little over 12 years later. And, um, and I, that was how I treated her. I was like, hey, my birthday's coming up. I'm going to fly out. I lived in California, so I'm going to fly out to uh, New England to watch a Patriots Monday Night Football game for my birthday. Do you want to come with me? And I just thought we'd go have a, you know, kind of a fuck fest in Boston and peace out, have a good life. Like, it was great meeting you. But I really was like, oh, no, this girl's for real. Like, she understood me. Her jokes were the same, the inside jokes, the way she thought. I was like, so... That night, which was uh, November 21st of 2011, 
Look at you flipping the script like that. Like yeah, a guy that actually remembers the date. <laughs> yeah, well, I, we, we, our, our date is 11-11. Okay, 11-11-11. If I fuck that up, I'm yeah. the biggest piece of trash. <laughs> so, um, so we're there in Foxborough, Foxborough watching the Chiefs play the Patriots. We end up going to the bar at the Renaissance Hotel, which is right there, and we close the bar down with the two announcers from the night football, Mike Tirico and John Grudem. And we're drunk. And, and we're just trying to stay, we were trying to, we were drinking these sugary margaritas with like, with like, uh, with like Patriots, but they were like gardening gloves with like Patriots patch sewed on that they actually sold. I mean, that was the only thing we had because we weren't totally prepared for like 13 degrees. And, um, and we get done having, you know, pizza and dinner with these guys just randomly because we're extroverts and Jesse's very beautiful and we're talking shit and they're, and they're having a good time. And uh, we go to the lobby and we're just hanging out there. And I said, you know what? I, I didn't know that I wanted a girlfriend, but if I, if I was to have a girlfriend, I'd want her to be exactly like you. So do you want to be my girlfriend? And she goes, you're drunk. I go, I am. <laughs> and she goes, so you're real? I go, yeah. She goes, yeah, I'll be a girlfriend. And that's what kind of kicked it off. And hmm. what happened, the reason I understood about long game and short game is about five years into it, She's like, okay, we were moving into our dream house. I thought things were okay. And um, as soon as we were about ready to move in, she goes, I'm going to help you move in, but I'm not going to stay. And so that's exactly what she said. She goes, you run your business, you come home and talk about your business, and you fall asleep on the couch. That's not what I signed up for. And in fact, this is what the the real punchline was, my life would be better without you in it. Mm. So I was like, okay, clearly I don't understand long-term attraction. Because she's no longer attracted. And that's what the, that's why I realized what the punchline was, was attraction. If she's attracted to me, she wants to be close to me, not being repelled away from me. And so um, the actual formula for attraction, in my opinion, looks like this. If a guy's single, kind of like on The Bachelor, and he has all these women vying for his rose, right? So he's got options. As soon as he says, I do, all those options are gone. He now just is with the one. And from 99% of America, they're monogamous. So it's like, this is it. This is my gal. And he doesn't understand how to keep that attraction fired and stoked because what happens is you go from options, that lever is gone. The main lever from there on out is the perception of options. Mm. What I mean by that is a guy doesn't have to be on dating profiles like, you're not going to believe I got these three girls that want to date me. You better shape up. I'm not talking about that at all. That that would be that would be cringy. Yeah. What I'm talking about is that the dude is such a good dude. He's still in great shape. He's a phenomenal parent. He's building his business and empire. He's spending time with her and creating this best friend bond with her. And, and he actually is connected with her. He's staying in his power as a man and not just like, whatever you do, I'll do anything just to get laid. And he's and he's playful and he's fun. And he still takes her on dates and still uh, gets her uh, cards and roses. And he's like, I'm, you're, my, you're my lover. But what happens is the perception of option is this dude's so good that if I don't step up, he could get anybody. And that's what we call being the catch of the county. Mm. So in our program, we come, guy comes through, we go, listen, you got to become the catch of the county. And that concept is simple. If your wife left you tomorrow or died tomorrow, for some reason you were now single, would you have 100 women knocking at your door trying to be the next Mrs. You? If not, you got work to do. I love that. So I know that for a fact, that huh. if for some reason Jesse left, I, I, I would have my pick of whatever woman I wanted. 
Yeah. That's not just me being egotistical. I know that for a fact. Yeah. So because of that, and I know if I left, I was, I died. Jesse could get any dude she wants. Yeah. So what we have is these two people that go, I know I have a perception. I know there's all the options in the world, but I choose you and I choose me uh, becoming the best version of me, the most attractive version of me for me. I don't do any of these things for Jesse. I do these because this is my standard. I want to look in the mirror and go, that's mm. a sexy motherfucker. I love that. I like that a lot. So what do you tell people, though? This is coming to my mind as, as you're saying all that. Like, what do you tell people that make all the excuses like, well, I'm so busy in my business. Mm-hmm. Kids are up all night. I don't have time. We're, we're just chasing kids. Yep. I'm busy here. I'm busy there. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't have any energy left to work out in the morning or at night. Like, what, what do you tell when they tell you that story? What do you tell them? I just say, oh, it sounds like the price is too high for you to get what you want. Huh. You're not right. You don't have it. You don't have enough. You don't have it in you to get what you want, I guess. Like, that's literally it. You go to the store and you go, hey, this Lamborghini is $214,000. What do you tell the guy that can't afford that? He needs to make more money. To make more money. So when a guy goes, I don't have enough time, he's like, well, it sounds like you're really bad at time management. Guy says, I don't have a lot of energy. It sounds like you're really bad at energy management. Uh, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. Sounds like you need to get it or need to learn how to get it. Yeah. This this life of honeymoon sex is for minor leaguers and sex gets better the longer you're with somebody is not for everyone. It's only for the most elite dude that says all of these excuses. When you when you when you said what the guy makes excuses, I, I wanted to stop you. I wanted to interrupt you. I don't I don't like interrupting people, but I want to be like I would tell him to stop making excuses. Whatever the excuses from here on out, just stop making them. And so like for me, I never tell my family has never heard me say I'm tired. Uh. Why? Because you're not going to hear me say I'm tired. It's butt crack of dawn and we were out late last night having a good old time. Don't matter. I'm not going to be like, hey, dude, I'm really tired, so this interview is going to be shit. (laughs) But that's what guys come home to their family like, I'm really tired. Unless it's time to be tired. Hey, it's bedtime. Wrap it up, gang. We're all going to bed. You know what I mean? No, you can't stay up another half hour. I already gave you another half hour. You know what I mean? Go to bed. Go read a book. You know, whatever, something like that. So it's when a guy says, I'm tired, I go, okay, cool, then you're what probably is happening for most businessmen and most thing is they're wasting their time and their energy on things that have nothing to do with what they actually want you want a great wife spend time with her take her out on dates be there for her learn how to have game to where you can because a woman wants to sit back and go that's my man i'm the lucky one that got him your wife feels i'm the lucky one that got you you will get blowed the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to ask what, uh, you know, I started your Mormon thinking, families, your Mormon p- listeners are going to love me, aren't they? Um, I really don't care what other people think. I'm okay. actually the one that's selfishly getting the most out of this. Okay, so. cool, cool, cool. Well, when you say that a lot of, but, a lot of Mormons listen but to here's you, the I, thing, my best friend came from it. Mormon culture, but, so I get it. But they need to hear it. And that's my mentality is like, mm. we don't talk in Utah enough about it. And that, that culture does not talk about it. Yeah. And then they... They actually, I think, fall into a lot more problems because they don't know how to communicate and they don't know how to say blowjob and they don't even yeah. know, sometimes know how to say sex yeah. or talk about positions or yeah. talk to each other about, I mean, I, dude, I've heard crazy stories and these are true stories yeah. about not even knowing where to put their dick yeah. and they, they put it in like belly button Yeah, because they don't even know to ha- how to have sex yeah. because the conversation was never, ever had. Yeah. yeah. It's well, just so I've shot. Lot, I've had a lot of LDS dudes come to our program. Probably thirty or forty really? out of the three hundred and something that, that have been through, and and so ten percent, yeah, and then like deeply religious Christian dudes that I know are different, but um, 
So, so, so what are the hurdles? So this is so fascinating to me. So you've had 30, yeah. 40, you've had 10%. Well, they call me the pastor there. of pussy, dude. So what do you expect? There you of course, go. I have a bunch of yeah. people come. No, I'm kidding. What do you see with them? Is there a niche that you're just like, dude, you guys are all struggling with the same thing? Yeah. Is it pretty general? I mean, I want to know the honest answer. Most religious guys are very sexually repressed. Their okay. women only give them sex out of duty, out of their, out of their heavenly father's commandment to be fruitful and multiply. So they will give obligatory sex or uh mm. my buddy garrett calls it vaginal masturbation so like it just, yeah they're yeah, just yeah. hey here you go um dead fish yeah, yeah dead fish starfish um yeah. pity sex chore sex you know obligatory sex there's a lot of ways guys are talking right this is so good though because i hear this all the time all the time from my buddies yeah and, and the like, kind of guy doesn't know what to do. do yeah yeah and they get so frustrated sexually yeah because it, it doesn't feel the same. Like yeah. I, I can't make my wife come on to me that way, but yeah, exactly that. So, but, they don't but you're how. talking to the dudes, right? Yeah. You're not talking to the female. You're talking to the dudes about how to be better dudes and yeah. it somehow it fixes it. But the dude's thinking she's the problem. Yeah. Cause she's not moving. She's not doing anything. She's yeah. not coming on to me. Yeah. So how do you fix it with these religious guys specifically? Uh, you, you have to, um, well, first and foremost, almost all religious guys struggle with this. It doesn't matter with the religion. Like it makes no difference. And, um, and I'm really empathetic to that. Cause I, I was born, I was born again in like a Christian type of uh thing. I actually, be, I did become a pastor of a church and I went and started a church I in Montana. A pastor for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, um, it's not that I, it's not that I would I, go, I would yeah. go to your church. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a little different now. Um, but the thing is, is guys want sex. But what they want more than sex is they want to be wantable. So when you go, dude, I want my I want my wife to come on to me. I want my wife to feel these things about me. First of all, dude, it takes it takes. I don't think I want, I'm going to say it takes a lot of courage and bravery. I hate to link those words because courage and bravery makes me think of like D Day and guys running on the beaches of Normandy. Right. That to me, that's courage. But it does take um, some courage, a level, a different level of courage to go. I want you to be into this yeah. and actually to, to, for them to admit, I, I want my wife to want to give me a blowjob. Yeah. So, so first of all, it takes admitting that that's what you want. Second of all, is that it, that's okay. To and, want that. and not, not only okay, but um, that's the way it was supposed to be. Yeah. Like your wife is supposed to want to fuck you and you are supposed to want to fuck your wife. Like yeah. th- that it's not like, Oh, that's an interesting new take. That is the take from day one when he dropped male and female onto the earth. I can promise you they were fucking all the time. Why? Because it feels good. And humans like doing shit that feels good. Yeah. So what happens is a guy, he, he, he goes about getting her to want him in the wrong way. Almost every guy does the exact opposite thing because of church and because of our culture. And they go, okay, well then I need to do more around the house. Yeah. I need to buy her more gifts. I need to be more agreeable. I need to, um, happy wife, happy life. So they need to, they go, oh, I need to become now, become subservient to the woman to make her happy so that she will gift me with the gift of sex because I'm a good boy. Right. That's the frame. That is the most fucked up frame on human planet Earth yeah. and, and any other planet, okay? Why? Because now that puts her as the mom doling out good gifts for the little boy that's good. Because it started that way. And mom doesn't want to fuck kids yeah. in any culture. 
Right. I don't think they do that in Utah. No. No, they do not. <laughs> so what happens is she goes, I've got three kids actually with my husband. I have four. And so she goes, I don't know why I don't want to fuck you. I just don't. I, I, I don't have maybe the urges like as, as, as strong as sexual libidos you do, which women don't typically or tend to. But a guy will be like, well, I don't know what to do. And so they come to us and I go, oh, let me show you the step-by-step exact process and protocol to getting your wife to want you. And then the next step, which is a big, huge part of the step, is if she doesn't love you the way you want to be loved, is that a non-negotiable for you? Will you end up leaving if it doesn't change? And a guy, and this is where we come up with the concept, leaving is the leverage. And the reason why Christian guys and Mormon guys and, 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 and religious guys, they, 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 they get deathly afraid of that because that's like breaking the eternal covenant. It's like mm-hmm. there's so much conditioning. I, I call it brainwashing, but we've all been brainwashed. So I'm not saying Mormons are brainwashed, Christians are brainwashed, and I'm not. I'm just as brainwashed. I just was washing a different fluid, okay? Yeah. And um, I don't... I, I think that if a lady says, I'm going to have sex with you, that's the contract we sign on the I do, I do, we're married. It's the same as you sign a cell phone contract with Verizon. If Verizon decided after you signed up for six months, they said, you know what? We're not going to do texting anymore. You can call anyone you want, but texting, we just, we've stopped doing that. You'd be like, and that's the end of that relationship. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to go over to whatever because we do texting. Yeah. So you as the woman change the contract, not me. Now, here's why I say it's 95% the man's fault is because the woman actually would have a lot of sex with you if you were wantable. And most guys are not the great parents that they think they are. They are, they're at obligation and duty trying to keep everything, but they're not really present with their kids. They're not a, a great partner to their wife, meaning, tell me more about you. Not because I'm trying to get anything from you. See, like the doing the dishes, the buying the gifts, the saying yes more, all this stuff, th- that, that creates a transactional right. energy. I did this, now where's my this? Right. And that's, you never see that on a Valentine card. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, because I did all these things, it's Valentine's Day. Where's my blowjob? Doesn't work. So what happens is these guys go, well, shit, I've done all that. And I can promise you, every guy listening to this podcast and maybe even yourself have tried all those, the, do the more dishes, take out oh, the yeah. trash. All, and then, and hoping, doing a little extra loud, hoping you get laid that night yep. or get lucky. Yep. And it's like, okay, not the wrong actions, but it's the wrong attitude. Yeah. Because it's take or energy. Take your energy is I'm doing this so I can get something from you. It's conditional. Yes. But when a guy goes, I'll do the dishes because uh, I ate that food. I don't need sex for that. No, we're having sex, not because I did the dishes. We're having sex because we're husband and wife, and that's what we do. And so the standard is I'm going to do these things because that's my standard. Yeah. Not because I need anything from you. Yeah. Period. So it's giver energy. And when a woman sees a man who's truly giving, it's not transactional, she goes, my, pussy's, my pussy is yours. Just to open. What do you want? Yeah. Yeah. But it's, so it's got to take a lot of time, though, because the, the actions are the same. But some, I mean. It's the, energy. So let me ask you yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, Let's go there. Watch this. You have two magnets, right? And, and, and for some reason, they just don't go together. 
And as soon as you flip it, does it take a lot of time for it to get over there? Or does it immediately smash? Yeah, it smashes. It immediately smashes. So it's an ener- mm-hmm. energy is very, it's way quicker than people think. But what happens is a guy will hear this and go, okay, I need to start doing these things with the right heart, but secretly in the back of his mind, but he goes, but I do want a blowjob. What the heck? And so that yeah. energy is still bleeding everywhere. So he walks in and he goes, I cleaned up. It's like, you may have washed your pits, but dude, you still got shit in your ass. So we can still smell you. Yeah. I know you cleaned your pits, but bro, you still smell. So what happens is they reek of taker energy. And a woman, these are women, women are bloodhounds, dude. They can smell <laughs> bullshit from two miles away and go, okay, here, oh, here he comes. Oh, Mr. Take out the trash looking for a blowjob guy. Yeah. Not going to happen. But when the energy changes and he goes, yo, I, I'm not asking for a blowjob because it's an energetic, everything's an energy. The, re, the reason I can literally be in line with my, with my friends and family at, at someone's birthday, I can't even remember whose birthday we went to, we were in line at a theme park, and I was holding spot while the girls were out doing something, and I'm with them, there's like, I don't know, eight or nine ladies, and we were all crammed in waiting for the next ride, and I go, man, we're so close, I think we're all going to sync up on our cycle together, and they all laugh. It's because I'm not doing it to like, I hope they laugh. I'm just being mean. I'm just saying my thing. So what happens is I'm unattached to the outcome. That's why whenever I say anything, I'm radically unattached. Why everybody knows when you hear me everywhere. And I would dare say every story you heard is about a time where we had a lot of fun or they're like, yeah, he said this or whatever. Am I right? It's because when I show up, I don't need anything from any of you guys. I don't need shit. I'm here. I'm present to experience something with you. But you weren't that way. No, Always. my God. Dude, I was the biggest fucking transactional, taker, greedy, selfish energy guy on planet Earth. It's why my wife goes, fuck you, I'm out of here. Yeah. I was the worst at this. The worst. I was the worst at everything I'm talking about. It's why I'm so blunt about what I'm talking about. Because I go, oh, you, 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 you can't be that worse. You can't be worse than me. It's impossible. Yeah. But... When you go from the back of the pack where everyone's like, oh, my God, dude, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? To leading the pack to where I've never, I have not met one couple where I go, I wonder how they do that. I would trade my spots with them. Not one. That's why I'm so bold and brash about everything I say. I go, oh, get a better relationship than me and then I'll listen to you. Until then, your opinion means literally nothing. Like nothing. Because when you hit the thing, my wife and I, we have sex a lot. We talk about our sexual fantasies with each other. We fulfill our sexual fantasies with each other. We understand that uh, it is fun to flirt. We flirt with each other all the time. We go out and have the best time with each other. We date, we laugh, we cuddle, we giggle, we fuck, we do all the things. We 69, she gives me blowjobs in the back of the car. All the things that every guy wants. I'm living proof that it's possible and that it should be normal. If you follow these things, which means become wantable. So the whole thing that I do with Mary Game is teach a guy how to become wantable. And that energy, that taker energy, is the most unwantable thing on planet Earth. Yeah. We hate giving shit to people that we know are trying to take something from us. Yeah. As humans, guy, girl, whatever, we hate it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes there's, I've got a gazillion kids, right? So they all have different personalities. And some of them are like, happy-go-lucky, just whatever. Some of them are like, you can tell they're weaseling and they're conniving to try and get stuff. And it's the one that's conniving. You're like, ah, no, we don't want to give that guy anything. Yeah, Fuck yeah. you, dude. Yeah. You're trying to take. But the ones are just showing up because that's, it's the standard. Like we have a statement in Married Game that says, um, her response does not dictate my standard. 
I don't care what she does. But her response dictates how low I'll let her be here living below my standard. So if my wife decided to wake up and go, hey, we're not having sex. I just, this isn't something we do anymore. I'd be like, you have been the best human being up to this point, And I fucking love you. But guess what? Sex is a non-negotiable here. Yeah. And if I was a piece of shit, I was a Trevor, and I wasn't maxed out Sancho all the time, then, that, then you would you'd probably have a right to talk. Yeah. But, but that's okay. We just don't do that here. We, I will never be in a sexless marriage. So the, 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 the religious guy, the Mormon guy, the Christian guy, whatever, has to be resolute. This is not something I'm going to be a part of anymore. I will not be a part of a sexless marriage. And he could approach her and go, I hope it's you. I want it to be you. I love you. But if you don't figure out this and understand that this is a part of marriage the same way as breathing is, then you don't get to be on this team. Mm. And I look at it as like a team. Team Yaki is winners. Yakis are winners. I've been indoctrinating my daughter since she was three. She's 10 right now. She knows all of our mantras. Yakis are winners. Yakis never quit. Yakis keep the word. Yakis love reading. Uh, Yakis love water. Yakis are great at making up games. And Yakis love freedom. Like, she knows. She knows. She knows, dude. So, Yakis are winners. So, if my wife is a Yaki and she's going to be a winner, then that means she shows up and she steps up and she does her uh, job so she can look back and go, I can win the greatest wife of the ward, not because I handled the kids and because I went to PTA meetings and because I ran the house. No, because I showed up as a great wife to my husband, loved, respected, and well-fucked. So you have two spouses becoming the best version of them. That is what creates the most epic relationship. That's why we have the best relationship. So I don't want to miss the point here too, because what you're just saying is like, hey, they need to show up too. Yeah. But let's just say, okay, well, we have a responsibility and we can only control what we can control and we can't control the outcome. How does a guy know in his mind, like, how does he know when he's showing up? How does he know when that shifted to, hey, I was transactional. I'm still going to do it, but with the right energy. But I don't know what that looks like because I haven't experienced it yet because I've always done it this way. Yeah. How does the guy know? Other than, we have to, we have to take one thing off the table other than getting laid. Yeah. How does he know? Well... We can't take getting laid off the table. Because that's why. Well, it's like, how do you know if you're a successful businessman or not? Other than, other than money, numbers. how do you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah you're like, well, you, it's like they don't, they don't not go together. They have to. So if he's going to be, he, first of all, if he's not getting laid, that's just a fruit of a root problem. Okay, so I talk about sex a lot, but I just know that's because when I talk about sex, guys go, okay, hold on, what the fuck's going on here? You listen. People don't talk about that, and they don't talk about, like, he's talking about it. What's happening here? And they get mad at me at first, like, oh, he's this, he's that. I have so many guys that hate me that end up loving me, and I'm cool with it. Just hang around a while, and you're going to be like, if you actually do what I say, you're going to get laid, and then you can't not. <laughs> but <clears throat> the thing is, is he goes, okay, I'm not getting laid. That There's a root problem. For some reason... She doesn't want to be with me. What most guys don't understand is that there's an inner slut in every woman that she wants to let out. Mm. It, every single woman. Every single woman. Every single fucking woman. She was born to be feminine. Mm. She was born in this fierce, feminine, beautiful, flowing energy. You think that, she, that like, yeah, no, we're just going to dam up the vagina. No, dude. Orgasmic bliss is 
beautiful for them. But most women don't see it that way because they've been told they're just get in the kitchen, do the this, do the this. And so there's so many cultural things that have fucked our women, men, man and women dynamic yeah. up. Yeah. Um, but a guy needs to know his side of the street is clean. And so what I did was I developed these five dial systems so that you can play the game every single day. Am I these things? And the five dials are simple. The parenting dial. Are you a good parent? She's judging you on this. The partnering dial. Are you a good partner to her? Meaning, do you show up like a best friend? Do you listen? Are you listening because you're empathetic and curious? Or are you just listening to put in some time so you can get laid up top? Okay. Uh, are you a good producer? Women don't want to be in cloth seats in one-bedroom apartments forever. They want to be with a man that's on the rise. They want to be a man with status. They want to be with a man that other men look to. That makes them wet as shit. Okay. These last two dials are the ones that everybody forgets. It's the player dial. Being playful, to quote the great American poet, Cindy Lauper, she said, girls just want to have fun. Mm. Girls want to have fun. Yeah. But they have to feel safe. To feel fun and trauma are like exact opposites of each other. So when you get a girl laughing and giggling and, and playful and being flirty, that's the exact opposite of a traumatic experience. Yeah. So then she's feeling safe. And laughing is an uncontrollable. It's like you don't go... That's really funny. Ha, ha, ha. You just hear something and you can't. It's, it's involuntary. It's yeah. what makes laughter so special. But so having fun, going on dates. Most guys gain a bunch of weight. And it's like, dude, if you had to suck your dick, would you? And like, fuck no. Like, look what she has to look up at when she sucks your dick. Picture that. And you expect her to be super excited about it? Oh, ladies, I can't go to girls' night. I'm going to go fucking suck my husband's fat fucking yeah. little penis as I move his belly. <laughs> Said no one ever. Like, no woman's going to do that. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh -huh. All of us guys think this way, right? Is why you're laughing? Because yeah. you're like, this is so true. Yeah. Okay? Playfulness. Being the player within your marriage. Understanding how to flirt. Well, my wife doesn't flirt. You don't even know how to flirt. No wonder she doesn't fucking flirt. I could get your wife to flirt. I could get any fucking woman to flirt with me. Any woman. I can get all your wives to want to fuck me. You know yeah. why? Because I'm highly fuckable. Yeah. I don't, doesn't mean I'm in the best shape. I'm in pretty good shape. But it's the personality that says, I see you, lady. Come on in here. You're going to have a lot of fun here. Yeah. And fun means you're safe. I don't want a woman safe. The door is open. Yeah. She says, come on in. The fifth dial is the power dial. The power dial is a man still being a man and doing what the, the, the arch, overarching principle for the power dial is do what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it without fault. Honor your word. Yep. Always. Be on time. Pick up the thing from the store. Um, hang the painting. All the things. When you don't do what you say, they lose trust for you. And when the trust goes down, the lust goes down. So you, mm. she goes, I don't even trust this dude. So I'm supposed to be horny and want this dude? Not going to happen. And how you gain the trust is by them testing you. They are subconsciously testing you. Why so many women will push back on their husband and he caves because he doesn't want to he doesn't want to upset the apple cart because he's, you know, he's still getting thrown a crumb of pussy once a month. He's like, I'm going to get, I'm going to get, dude, I'm getting laid this Friday. If I say anything Tuesday, yeah. that could go away. So now she's got this little carrot and this little piece of cheese that she can do anything she wants with you. And this man becomes a puddle of fucking nothing. And she goes, I married a pussy. No wonder I don't want to fuck him. That's the male female dynamic. It doesn't change. That's it. So when my wife pushes on me, I go, okay, what's happening here? Yeah. So I, 
go, I don't have to have sex with you. I don't have to have you. Period. That is a man that's radically in control. And when he learns how to become a provocateur, we call it provocateur. You do these five dials, you become a provocateur, which is a man that provokes his wife to lust after him. See, I don't have to convince my wife to lust after me. She lusts after me because I'm the man that any woman would lust after. You give me five minutes with any woman and she's mine. Why? Because I'm going to make her have a lot of fucking fun and she's going to go, this dude understands things about the way our brain works that other dudes don't understand. Yeah. I just been with hundreds of them, so I know. And so a guy is not saying anything other than, how good am I in these five dials? And then rate myself every single day. And then when you put it a metric to what you're doing, you go, wait a second. I am the catch of the county. We talk about the 16 elements of attraction in our program. What are the actual 16 things that move the needle to make a woman wet for you? Most guys have no idea what the fuck they are. But if you're doing them every single day and you're getting points on them and you're week after week after week, you've got these points that you're laying up. It's proof to yourself that you're like, dude, I'm the dude. Like, let me ask you this. How hot would a guy have to be for you to suck his dick? Yeah, I couldn't do it. Why? Because I'm not attracted to it. Okay. Because it's not who you are. Yeah. Okay. So I'm talking about that level of certainty with who you are as a man. Yeah. creates the attraction a woman wants for you. Yeah. So would I do dishes to hope to get laid? No, because I don't suck dick. Like, it's just who I am. I don't do that. I fundamentally become a different guy. Yeah. And here's the thing is some people are like, well, yeah, but maybe you were the player and this and you all knew. No, 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 no. I was married a virgin to my first wife because I was deeply religious. I wasn't going to, I didn't even jack off for a year because I didn't want the Lord to catch me in the, it catch me in the middle of it and say, hey, lower heaven for you, big guy, you know, or whatever. Right. So I don't want to get fucked like that. So I I was the, the straight lace married at 18, total virgin, had sex my first night on my wedding night. Didn't know shit about shit about game, about nothing, knew nothing and learned all of this. So, yes, I have a, 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 an attractive personality, but I learned how I have a curious. By nature, the only thing I have maybe over other people is I'm radically curious and bold enough to ask questions. Yeah. But that's it. No, I think it's interesting that because the I think a lot of people, yeah, I think you did, and I think a lot of people listening to this have already been triggered. And the thing about that, though, too, I'm going to say something that maybe trigger them, too, is like, like you, if, you're, if you're feeling triggered, by what you're saying, you would probably rather be right than know the truth. Yeah. You just want to be right. And yeah. you want to be right with your religion, your religious views, everything that you believe yeah. since you're a kid. Yeah. You just want to be right. You want to yeah. prove that it's right. But the thing is, is you can prove and spin logic any way that you want to. Yeah. So you can prove and, and spin your logic and have tens of thousands of people comment on your Facebook post maybe about how this one way is the only way to do it. Yeah. And then it verifies, like to you, it's validity that it's true. Yeah. But what you're saying to me is like, just lean into it too. Like yeah. if you don't lean into what he's saying too, like you'll never know. You'll never know. Yeah. And so I, I love, I love that you have a different take than a lot of people mm. because the funniest thing to me is that so many people struggle with it, yet they're so unwilling yeah. to open their mind to do something different Yeah, man. because of a religious belief that it's bad. Yeah. Or wrong. Yeah. And so they won't. They just don't even try. Do people call me the devil all the time? Really? I'm like, bro, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, I don't even call myself a guru. 
I know more about this topic than I think anybody on planet Earth. That's yeah. my personal opinion. Like you, I've met some women that I'm like, oh, you, you're, you're sharp on this shit. But when it comes to men, I, I just feel like I'm the world's leading expert. I believe it. Yeah. And I am just sharing my opinion, and I don't give a fuck if anybody listens. Agrees or doesn't. Unless you don't like the fruit in your life. To quote the good carpenter from Nazareth, who most people love and adore, uh, the guy who wrote the, his words in red, Jesus, he said, you'll know a tree by its fruit. So all I would ask any person that if you're listening to this and you struggle with this problem of my, it most got 85% of guys struggle with the, are not happy with the quantity or quality of sex in their marriage. Yeah. So when you say, dude, it's a that's lot of a guys. Pandemic. That's everywhere. That's dude, everywhere. that means eight and a half or nine dudes out of 10 is like, I want better sex or more sex in my life. I already know that's a fact. So when I walk in these rooms, like I walked in there yesterday, I go, I already know eight and a half of these motherfuckers out of 10 are all going to be like, I probably shouldn't be listening this hard and taking this many notes, but I'm fucking going to. <laughs> I know that. So imagine walking into the audience already knowing that's the fact yeah. because I was the same dude. If I was sitting in that chair listening to me, I would have been like, I would have been like, this guy can't be right, but fuck, he feel it. Fe I feel it. And- my fruit in my life is so horrendous. Why would I continue to stick with my beliefs that are creating that fruit? Jesus was like, you shall know them by their fruit. Okay, here's my fruit. My wife and I have sex a lot. My wife has gone on record in front of all of our groups and go, if Keith died, I don't know that I could ever fucking be with another man. This guy's ruined me. He is everything he's talking about. Yeah. This is that guy. Yeah. And I could, I could never be with another dude. This is the man, okay? My, um, I've helped three, over 300 guys. That I, I'm a really committed all-in motherfucker. So I'm not like, hey, here's my $7 program. I'm, when you come in, I understand that we have get, I, I say to get your ex back or your sex back because I get help their guys get their ex back and get the sex back. I said, we got to get your backbone and we got to get your ball sack back. I have to help you become a man again because a woman is attracted to a man, unless she's a lesbian, and God bless the lesbians. But most women are attracted to men, and you have to be a man. A guy that just does things hoping to get lucky, that is not a fucking man. That is a pussy. Mm. And I was that guy. That's why I can say it with such boldness and go, you're being a pussy, and you don't have to be anymore. That's the beautiful thing. You're the problem. But you're also the solution. That's yeah. our biggest tenet of married game is I'm the problem, I'm the solution. So what happens is I go, okay, here's my fruit. If you hang around with me as my friend or my client, you will get laid more in your marriage. Yeah. It's a hundred, all my best friends will tell you, every single one of my closest friends. So the fruit, my wife feels more respected, more loved, more seen, more, see, more cherished, more uh, cared for than she ever has in her entire life. That's why she has sex with me the way she does. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't like your fruit and you struggle with this problem and you've tried all the other shit, we I call those other ones pseudo solutions because yeah. they're not real. Yeah. They just sound real. But every fucking guy I've talked to literally and, 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 and tell me if this has happened for you or the guys, you know, every one of them that up upticks their tasks, dishes, chores, things around the house mm -hmm. to get laid. It never fucking works. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Dude, 
I've talked to thousands. It might work once, but it's not consistent. It's not, yeah. it's not sustainable. Yeah. And think that way. how empowered do you feel? How, how empowered does a man feel that he was able to convince his wife to fuck him? That is not a man in his power. It's not what anybody wants. No, dude. It's not. So I'm just, I just came on the scene and said, yep. anybody else fucking hate this? Yep. And a lot of guys are like, I hate that. I'm like, here's how I figured it out. They're like, but, but, but you cuss a lot. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And? But, but you've had sex with hundreds of women. That, what does that mean? It means I'm good with women. Yeah. And? I'm telling you the fucking secrets. Here's the map that my dad didn't know the map. Your dad doesn't know the map. You don't know the map. But I have all the fucking riches and gold you were looking for. Every, every last one of them. And, by the way, I know you want to say something, but I just got to say this. It's better than you imagine. Imagine a billionaire comes to you and says, everything you're doing is wrong. If you do it this way, you will become a billionaire. And by the way, being a billionaire is better than you ever imagined. And you go, no, doing it my way. You can. You can. Yeah. But you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you're an idiot. And I think they're scared. I think that, that yeah. a lot of this, I mean, I'm just t- talking because the way I was raised was very religious. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people in Utah, everybody that was raised around as a kid was religious. Um, grateful for men's groups that have helped me to be able to peel back and be like, whoa, I can still be a yeah. good dude and have a foundation, not torch at all. Yeah. But at the same time, there's things that don't serve me here yeah. that are limiting. And that's a hard thing to do. In oh, fact, Jimmy wow. Rex talks about it in one of his podcast episodes. He's like, he used to be LDS. And he's like, I'll, I just recommend to like 80% of you that are struggling, just stay because it's easier. Like mm. just stay in that mindset. Don't question it because it's actually easier. Yeah. And I think part of, part of going and leaning into sex is it's right there at the pinnacle. Yeah. It's right there at the top of like controlling your sexual urges is like, that's, the, that's a huge measure in the LDS culture of like, are you a good dude? Yeah. Do you look at porn? Oh, well, then you're screwed. Yes. It's, it's more poisonous than a dangerous serpent, and it's more addicting yeah. than heroin, and you're never going to stop, and you're going to go down this path. You're going to become Ted Bundy because, look, Ted Bundy, was, he was oh, a Mormon yeah. dude, and then he killed people. I mean, they just, yeah. I think they go, Keith, I think they go zero to 60. Yeah. They think if I listen to what Keith says, then I'm going to open up this sexual side of me, and what if I, what if I now just go have an affair with 10, 100 yeah. other women, and that's what's going to happen? But it's just not, it's just a story. Yeah. It's just a story that they're playing that was put in their mind since they were two years old and they're just playing it. Yeah. And they're too scared because they just want to be right. I, got, I have a simple question that would help them uh, dethrone and reframe all that. And it's simply this. Do you think a woman, a man that a woman, that every woman wants to fuck, do you think he's less creepy or more creepy? I'm asking. Less creepy or more creepy? Yeah. Less. Okay, less creepy. Do you think a man that every woman wants to fuck is uh, more honest or less honest? More. More honest. Okay. Uh, Do you think a man that every woman wants to fuck is more honor of their word or a less honor of their word? I'm taking the word every woman and I'm saying, yeah, more. More. Yeah. Okay. So this, this guy that I'm talking about is honors his word. Yeah. Do you think he's less integral or more integral? More. 
more integral. Do you think he's less disciplined or more disciplined? More. Okay. Do you think he's less patient or more patient? More. Do you think he's less brave or more brave? More. Okay. So these fears of if I listen to Keith, I'm going to end up going fucking hundreds of women. That doesn't sound very honorable. So if you become that guy and you do Mm. that, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. And you didn't hear anything I said. Yep. What I'm telling you is become the best version of you for you. And if she doesn't like this new version of you because she now doesn't, she has to rise up as well, then I'm saying if you are driving a car and the person in the shotgun keeps yanking the wheel and going in a direction you don't want to go, you have to decide how long you let that person ride shotgun. So it's so different too. It's so different than what everybody thinks because it's a submit, 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 just do it. Keep your mouth shut, Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. Just submit to everything that she says, wants. And this is what I was been taught from bishops, Same, state dude. presidents, yeah. members of the churches and, and, and religious. I mean, just anybody that wants to open their mouth about it and thinks that they know. But then you look at their life and it's like, it's not any better. They're and they're giving you their, yeah, they're just like spitting out their parroted answer that they've yeah. been taught from generation to generation. Yeah. That's and it all doesn't I work. That's, that's, that's why I harp on the fruit so much. Yeah. Find a flaw in my game, in my real life. Find one, and you can believe your bullshit. Mm. But you can't. Everything I say resonates with men. It, 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 it goes against their doctrine of what they believed, but most men are a captive to dead man's words. Mm. I am free to listen to a creator speaking into my heart showing me common sense and rationale and reasoning all around me. And I, the reason when I say things, they go, that's too simple. It's like, no, you've made it too complicated. Uh, not me. So the man I'm talking about becoming is the guy that says, I do, ev- my wife can tell you, Keith does everything he says he's going to do when he says he's going to do it without fault. Yeah. 99% of the time because I'm a human and I do remember and I do forget stuff. I forgot to pick up the dinner the other night. I was literally at a spot having tacos, and Jesse texted me, hey, can you bring home this, this, this? No problem, babe. Love you. Got it. I literally forgot to order the thing. I get home, and they're all excited. They're hungry. They're like, yay. And I go, what? They're like, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I forgot. I'm like, I'm so, I forgot. I'll go back. They're like, no, no, don't worry about it. They're like, you, you never forget anything. You never. I used to be the guy that, I used, my wife said I was the most selfish man she knew. Now, she knows if I say I'm going to do something, you, you can fucking way. bank on it. Was I early or was I on time to get into this thing Absolutely. here? I didn't, I didn't think about it for a second. Yeah. You will never have mm. to think about that. Mm. Not with me because my word means something. So what I'm saying is for a man that goes, I want to live a sexually fulfilled life. First of all, that's a great thing because that's why you were, I mean, not that's the only reason why you're put here, but that's, dude, I don't think God made a mistake putting all those fucking nerve endings in no. one spot. He's like, all right, that was that. Oh, well, and that was a little too powerful. Oh, he's right like, up there. And it, it matches up with that hole. Oh, yeah. And there's this male, yeah, female uh, penis, the, the, cl- the clitoris. It, yeah, it like works. So yeah. contrary to what the books have been saying and people who you look to that you don't even look up to. Yeah. If you want more sex in your life, you have to become more fuckable. And to become more fuckable, that means you have to display and become certain things. And when you become those certain things, you have, I have way more sexual discipline than anybody even understands. Yeah. 
I am razor sharp on my discipline. It's why I have such an abundance of what I have in that that realm. I've earned the right to be able to. It's like having an account. I used to be broke. I growing up, I didn't have shit. You know what I mean. So I remember going to the ATM and going like, I don't know if I should punch in forty dollar withdrawal or sixty. And I had to do the balance inquiry. You remember doing that? Did yeah, that ever happen to you? Yeah, yeah. You're like, fuck, it's only got $52 yeah. in there. Shit, dude, I can't pull out 60. All right, pull out 40. I got 12 left. Like, that's supposed to last me to like my next paycheck, right? Yeah. I grew up like that. And, and that feeling of, I don't know what's in there. Ah, I don't know if I could pull out, is how a lot of guys feel when they approach their wife asking yeah. for sex. Yeah, the transaction. Yeah, what's in the account? Because they know there's not a tremendous it's not amount an of deposits. Yeah. Well, no, no. It's because they haven't, they, they haven't put a tremendous amount of deposits in. They know it might only be 40 or 60. I put so many deposits into my family by being a good dad, by being a good partner, by being a good producer, by being a good player, which means going on date nights. I ask guys all the time, hey, if you take your wife on a date, and they're like, oh, I don't know, six weeks ago, what'd you do? And they go, oh, I don't know, I went through, you know, we went to Home Depot, pick up some house, you yeah, know, yeah. parts of the house, and yeah. swang through Chick-fil-A. And the funniest line ever, I go, oh, well, no wonder Casanova, no wonder you're not getting more uh, ass in the toilet seat. Like, yeah. that's their idea of fun, okay? So they're not standing in their power. These guys aren't these things. And it's like, if you became those things, you would actually become the guy, your mindset would shift so much that you'd be like, I don't suck dick. Meaning, I will, it's, it's impossible for me to be in a sexual relationship. It would never happen. The same way I'm never going to accidentally suck a man's penis. It would not, not going to happen. Yeah. I, I don't like that. I, I'm so resolute that I will not live in a sexual relationship and I will be so exemplary, the standard of a guy that should be well-sexed, that if the woman I'm with doesn't do that, she does not get to ride shotgun on this amazing journey called life. It cannot happen. Yeah. But getting to that is how you asked earlier, how does a guy get to this if he's not getting the sex? That's why I developed Married Game is to show a man systematically how to get his mind and his backbone and his ball sack. How do we get these things back? It's a total shifting of who you have to become to realize and go, oh my God, I deserve this. And because I worked for it. Yeah. So I think it's a lot simpler than people are thinking. Yeah, but then we just tell a different story. I think that's so good, dude. So I'm a billionaire in, 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 in this. Like, yeah. I, I, I literally tell my friends. I called my friends when I, was, when I really discovered this. I said, if I sold a company for $2 billion, would you guys be fucking jacked out of the score? They're like, absolutely. I go, well, let me tell you about my sex life. Yeah. It is so fucking on fire and so perfect and so exactly what I've always wanted. Can you guys fucking just know that I don't know who else to call except my best friends to let you guys know. Everything I'm preaching, it gets better and better. My wife, after 12 years, on our 12th anniversary, was the best sex I've ever had in my entire life. Not just with her, but with any girl I've ever had sex with. Yeah. Right? Our sex keeps getting better and better and better. Dude, just a month before our 12th anniversary, we were like, man, it feels like we were just dating. I go, I had no idea that, I didn't know it even worked that good. So it's like, I didn't even know my shit was that good, except I keep living and it gets better and better and better. I'll let you know if it ever fucking stops, but it just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> it, that's real. Yeah. And every guy wants to think it's not real because they don't see it. Yeah. They literally don't see it. Trust me. It's just, just as funny to me as it is you to think that seven years ago, she was so unattractive to me that she left me. Can I tell you what God told me? Yeah. 
All right. What time is it? Good question. Okay. What time is it? It's 8.28. All right, perfect. I got like it's seven and time. a half, eight minutes. I have two. Okay, you have two. Yeah, we got to go? Yeah, okay. well, I got to go get the guys. So we're, yeah, we're still here. I got to go get the guys and take them wet. They're in a cold plunge right now. And I okay, back perfect. To the room. Okay. So. But, but, but the reason I, I'm loving this and just taking it in is because everything that you're saying is like, oh, ow, that's me. Like, yeah. Ow. Yeah. You, know, you need I'm, Mary I'm sitting over here like, oh man, ow, this is selfish, selfish honestly. Yeah. But yeah. I think a lot of people get a lot of value. This, let's, let's hear what, I want to hear what God said. The process, and let's close it the that process way. is, it's so powerful. It literally reshifts an entire man. Yeah. And he comes down and he goes, I cannot believe I ever acted that way. If I ever act that way again, you have license to come up and absolutely bitch slap me because <laughs> that's what I'm being. I go, yeah. I got it. Okay. So we had been, she, Jesse moved back in. She'd been there about six weeks. There's still some boxes in the actual closet that she hasn't unwrapped yet. So I'm highly insecure. We haven't had sex yet. We're, our kisses and our hugs are extremely awkward and like obligatory, okay? Seven years ago, and we were laying in bed, and her foot touches me, and I just get this radical, like, jolt up my body, and I start weeping, and I'm like, I'm at the lowest spot in my entire life. I cannot believe, I've got her back, but really, is she back? And dude, it was as if I heard, I didn't hear audible, it was like I felt this presence speak to me. And I call it my creator now. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was the bad Indian food. I have no idea, but it was real. So, um, and it's, it, I just want you to know, it sounds as, it just as ridiculous as it's going to sound listening to it. I want you to know it's just as ridiculous saying it, but it happened. So that's why I got to say it. Yeah. And I feel this voice like speak to me and say, I'm going to help you. You are going to help millions of men solve this problem that you're going through. Yeah. And my immediate response was like, you got the wrong house. Like, I don't eat, the problem isn't solved. Clearly, I'm in the middle of the fucking thick of it. And so, to sit here on a podcast and to know that my life and my, my sex life and my married life and where we are is so amazing and that hundreds of dudes have bet on themselves by investing in my program and have saved their marriage the same way I saved mine and that there's thousands upon thousands of guys that listen to our podcast every week and they are be, be taking this shit in. The fact that, this is a reality is so hilarious to me. And I just giggle at how great the sense of humor our creator has mm. that I get to be the one leading the charge. It's why I don't take, I take it serious, but I don't take it that don't hold serious. That. Yeah. It's like, you guys now I know why me. people talk about Yaki is because yeah, you don't, you just say it and then people connect with that. It's the energy thing. I think. Yeah. You yeah, I wish I could. I wish nobody, I. I wish I could be in that. your seat. Nobody's doing that. Yeah, I wish I could be in your seat, and I am in your seat. On and there's a couple of people that have spoken in my life like that, and you just go some for some reason it just hits. You go yeah. that fucking like Garrett J White was that for yeah. me. Yeah. And that guy when he speaks it just fucking hits. You know, you go hmm. John Madsen is another guy like that for me. He speaks it just you just go. It's you. It hits. So yeah. it's it's fun. I I, I love I, it, dude. Yeah, thank you for Thanks having for me Thanks for being on. open and honest and just, yeah. I think people need to hear it. I really do. Yeah. And I mean that. Yeah. I think people need to hear it. I can you sense said. your energy, man. I can tell. So I appreciate you being on. Guys, hey, if you, if you found value from this episode, go share it. <laughs> share it everywhere. I say blast it everywhere. Honestly, I think people need to hear this stuff. Um, 
give us a review. Honestly, give us a five-star review. If you're going to give us anything else, like I say all the time, don't, don't even bother. Uh, but thanks for following this far and listening this far. We'll see you in the next episode. Keith, thanks for being here. Hey, man. Appreciate honor. It. Thank you. Yeah. Okay.